0: Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast, a business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another Marketing Monday. So I know that y'all have missed me. I've missed you too. I was planning on resuming Marketing Mondays after the holidays were over, but we decided to start homeschooling our kids. And I was like, man, where am I going to fit in Marketing Mondays when I'm homeschooling? Right? So that was just kind of like a whole crazy thing. So before we get into that topic, I would love to know, are you making any major moves in 2021? Any big moves? Are you changing anything what what ma- changes are you making in your business? If not, then what are you doing to you know keep your momentum from 2020? It was a crazy year. 2021 has started off with a bang and a lot of craziness. But I want to make sure that you know I create some space as well for you to talk about some of the new things you've got coming up. So yeah, so that's like the a big thing here. So I guess I'll talk about one of the major moves that I'm making. So I have decided to start, and I'm gonna say it out loud because I was like, I, I, I put this on my thing that I wanted, I put it on my calendar that I wanted to do for 2021. And then January rolled around and I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But it's come back to me and I'm like, yes, I'm gonna do this. So I am actually going to start hosting monthly networking events. The first one will be late February early March. I'm still, you know, coordinating some things. I will be hosting this event using the event platform Hopin, which means that there will be plenty of one-to-one networking versus, you know, the big Zoom thing with like the 50 heads in it. We're going to have plenty of one on one interaction, and uh, half of the proceeds will be donated to a charity or nonprofit to be determined. I'd like to make it a different one every single month. And what makes this networking event different is that it is actually invite only, it is a closed networking event. If you want to be invited, you'll have to be somebody that I know, or if you know one of my podcast guests better, then you can ask one of my the past guests on my podcast for an invitation. Tickets will be $25, but you also have to receive an invitation either from myself or one of my podcast guests. Now, the idea here is that each of my podcast guests will actually get three invitations that they can give out, meaning that you know this event will have a high caliber of people. And I'll make sure that everybody who attends is kind of within the sphere of what, you know, we're largely looking for as knowledge entrepreneurs, as social entrepreneurs, social impact entrepreneurs. Those are the types of people who will be there. So anybody who's interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion for their company and their operations, anybody who works in those spaces, any consultants who could support those people, any businesses who want to support however they can, even if they don't have a direct tie now, those will be the types of businesses and professionals who will be attending this event. And like I said, it's closed. It's invite only. So either talk to myself or one of my past podcast guests to get an invitation, or at least to be ready for when you know we start officially kicking those things off. So that's a big move that I'm making in 2021. I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of scared, actually. And that tells me that I am actually moving in the right direction. I'm feeling some trepidation. I am feeling um, a little bit of insecurity. And that tells me that I'm moving into a space where I'm going to experience growth. So if you would like to experience this growth with me and network at this closed invitation only event, do be sure to drop me a DM and I will put you on the interest list. All right, Let's get into performative marketing. And you know me, I want you to laugh. So if you're watching this live, give me a hashtag live. If you're watching the replay, give me a hashtag replay, but I've got something for you. I've gotten back on TikTok. It's been a little bit and I've been on TikTok for like the last month or so, and I've been making some funny stuff. So basically what is performative marketing? That's how where I wanted to start. Performative marketing is basically talking the talk and failing to walk the walk. That is performative marketing, basically. You try to post things and capitalize on trending hashtags or the fact that everybody is talking about XYZ. and So you try to capitalize on it by posting things that have basically nothing to do with you or any of the activities that you are taking in your business or your personal life. Now, some of these things seem less harmful, like Earth Day, like if you post something about Earth Day, but you don't recycle and you don't, you know, you don't work on lowering your carbon emissions and things like that. That seems on the surface to me less harmful. It's still a bit disingenuous, but in recent years, and I mean, it's probably, I mean, of course, it's even further back than that, but in recent years, we have had demonstrations of people, cat trying or companies trying to capitalize on causes that have caused severe backlash. So, performative marketing is basically when you pretend to care about something and you don't, like at its root, right? And so if I say, okay, so if I say, we're going to go with the easiest one as an example, because it just happened, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I cannot tell you how many quotes I saw from people. And a lot of the quotes, right? And this is a problem with marketing and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And if you did this, like I'm not putting you up on a pyre and lighting a match and dousing you in lighter fluid or anything like that. Like I am not, I am not trying to, Make you feel badly, if you did this, I am trying to give you pause, all right. I am trying to create space for you to pause and reflect on whether or not whatever you posted about Martin Luther King Jr. fully embodied him as a person and as an activist. I saw so many quotes about love and and you know don't hate and and you know how all the things that we could overcome. But if you've read Letters from a Birmingham Jail or the, the book that I've been reading is Why We Can't Wait, then you might be able to appreciate the quote that I shared on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And actually that was a TikTok. But the sentiment expressed in the TikTok that I shared, which was a direct quote of his writings of Martin Luther King Jr.'s writings was that he felt That white supremacists were not the biggest hurdle to black people and their equality and equity in this country, in the United States. It was actually, he said, the white moderate, the person who says now is not the best time. He said the, the person who believes that they can put a time like a timeline on another man's freedom. That you then so this is where all of this comes in. You have people who, who come into the space and they shared Martin Luther King Jr. We had people sharing about Martin Luther King Jr. on Martin Luther King Jr. Day who would have hated him if he was alive right now. Like with the same anger that we saw towards, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters, right? And the most of those protests, I will tell you, were largely peaceful, most of those protests which means that Martin Luther King Jr. would have been at them, but we saw people posting his quotes. And I can say that that does not fully embody him as an activist. If he would have been at a Black Lives Matter protest, a peaceful one, and people today who posted how great he was would have hated him for that. That's performative marketing. So Sean says that he got banned by his former employer for their disingenuous efforts to post the social media. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So yes, the black squares. Sean, that's what I'm assuming you're talking about right now. You're talking about the black squares where everybody was posting the black square as part of their social media. And yes, that was incredibly disingenuous. We saw a lot of people, a lot of companies, a lot of professionals posting this black square. But then What? That's what makes it performative. You posted a black square and donated to a diversity, equity, and inclusion nonprofit or charity. You posted the black square and marched in a protest. You posted a black square and made sure that you put out water because you were in the pathway of a protest. Like, what else did you do? What other behaviors were you doing to show that that was actually something that mattered to you? That's what makes it performative. Oh, okay. So Sean said that he called them out on it and he used to run that department. And then, oh, man. Well, you know what, Sean? So, So that's the thing. Like, those are the types of stories I think that would be really helpful. But this would have been a case, right, of Sean being an ally, standing up and using his voice and actually getting punished for it. And that is something that I think, you know, is definitely something we should have another talk about. Yeah, yeah. Bucket challenge. Exactly. That was a that's another really great example. You got a big bucket of ice water on you, and then what? What else did you do? Now, if you did do something else, don't at me in the comments because then obviously this is not for you. You were not performative with the ice bucket, were you? No, you did something else. You donated, you you marched, you you did something else. It's not performative, right? but that's why like we have we have the walks we have the races we have the fundraisers and those things have been hard lately right because we're not gathering in a lot of places but the ice bucket challenge is another great example and oh yep dominate we are getting there for sure so i am um, so dominate just came in and she said that she's asking for examples of how we can do more so i am definitely going to get to that i promise But the main filter, I'm going to go back to my first point. The main filter, Dominique, is, okay, I am getting ready to post about something. What else am I going to do? How else am I going to have an impact beyond this post, right? Or or this video that I'm sharing or whatever it is. And so this was the problem with Kylie Jenner and Pepsi is that many people felt like it trivialized, it trivialized what people were protesting about. And arguably it did like the tweets and everything that came of It was like, oh, Pepsi was the answer. Pepsi was the answer to to police brutality. And oh, black. Somebody call up Black Lives Matter because all they need is Pepsi. Like those were the tweets that were coming out of that. And it was obviously, again, like I said, Pepsi ended up pulling that ad. Because it was so bad, the backlash and and the response was so negative. And if you search it, if you search Kylie Jenner and Pepsi commercial, you can find some of that. Business Insider did a nice short little video that pulled a lot of the tweets that really accurately expressed the sentiment of people. Um, So let's talk about another one more recent. So this one came out just last year. It was Flo Millie and Beats by Dre. And people may not be aware of this, but Beats by Dre was actually bought. From Dr. Dre. So, Dr. Dre, a black man, no longer owns Beats by Dre. Apple does. Apple does. And so basically, she gets out of the car, and that's her song. That's her song playing in the background. She gets out of the car and she goes up to this generic confederate statue how do we know it's a confederate statue because it's got a big mustache and it says confederate on it duh so it's a confederate statue and she starts dancing and then they play across the screen flex that clap back and then she walks away now from a marketing perspective there are some underlying themes and stuff in there that, you know, they potentially could have explored, right? Like, I don't know a lot about Flo Millie as a rapper, but if she's won any awards recently, if she's she's broken any new ground, if she's supposed to be representative of, you know, black people and black women coming up everywhere, but they didn't put anything in there to indicate that. So, if I mean, if they had consulted me, I would be rich. But if they had consulted me, I would have said, okay, Yes, and, as Dr. AJ is teaching me to say, she said, yes, and how is this furthering the cause? Like, how are you honoring this? Because it got huge pushback. It got a lot of, of anger towards it because it like, again, oh, all we had to do was dance and, and this would have solved the problem. So again, it's one of those things where, where Apple Doc beats by Dre Took an opportunity, what they thought was an opportunity to capitalize off of a recognizable cause. Because no matter how you feel about it, whether you are for taking down these Confederate statues or not, you're probably aware of it. And so they were capitalizing, right? And then Beats by Dre, you know, would largely have, you know, that demographic, that the demographic and psychographic audience that they would have identified, that would have appealed to them, right? But again, it was considered very performative. Because it trivialized what people were trying to say with these types of protests, taking down the statues, whether, you know, they're being removed by local and state governments or whether people are taking them down and throwing them into large bodies of water. Uh, A lot of people felt like it trivialized what it was they were trying to say. Yes. And then Sean points out, like, what does this have to do with Beats by Dre or headphones? I mean, she was wearing them, Sean. She was wearing them. So she was able to do a dance battle with the Confederate statue. And he obviously lost because he didn't move. She was able to do a dance battle and keep the headphones on. That's what it was. I can't believe I missed it. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, I didn't miss anything. I was being incredibly sarcastic. Sean, I know you know I was being sarcastic. I just want anybody else who's listening to know I was being sarcastic. (laughs) Um, But that's what makes it so performative. Now, if they, again, had paired it with, meaningful visuals and then also announce some type of campaign where Beats by Dre was going to actively lobby in any major city where they had a, a large office building located or something like that they were going to lobby in those areas to try and get the statues taken down wow talk about talking the talk and walking the walk right but that would have required work on their part and true they might have failed they might have failed But it would have been the effort there. It would have been them putting their money and time and effort where their mouth is instead of coming off as just taking advantage. Oh, good. I am so glad. And so I want to talk about this from a... A small business perspective? How can you make sure that your marketing isn't performative? So the examples that I've given so far are the are the big companies, right? These are big companies. But if if you're just coming in now, or if you if you missed it, or whatever, you're watching the replay, let's talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Again, let's talk about Black History Month, which is coming up. What about Women's History Month? What about the it's it's Indigenous, I believe it's Indigenous, Native and Pacific Islander, Asian and Pacific Islander Month, Pride Month. I'm sorry, I'm probably bleed them all together. I got a lot going on in my mind. So like, for example, I know April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, right? So Rain, which is a big national organization, does a campaign. But any of those months or days, right, especially the ones that involve people and their pain, think twice before sharing about it. Think twice before posting a quote or whatever it is. Think twice about that because if you are going to post, you should also do. That is the hugest measure right there. How can you make sure your marketing isn't performative? Are you posting about something, but also not doing something? If you are going to post about Black History Month, is there a nonprofit or charity that you can donate your time or money to, to back up your words online? Is there, if, if it's, even if it's cancer, is there a race or a cause that you can donate to? If it's mental uh, health awareness, is there something you can donate to? Again, your time, your money, using your platform. So this would be a case where you can kind of have a blend of, of like that social media activism and actually have it mean something. If I wanted, I could certainly have people on, and actually I'm starting to do that with my podcast. I'm inviting diversity, equity, and inclusion professionals onto my podcast to talk about their businesses, but to talk about their whys, the big whys behind their work and why they wanted to solve the, the particular problem that they solve. So they haven't been published yet, but I've already had two DEI professionals come on, one in the social justice area, justice reformation area, and then another in the education equity space. And those are podcast episodes I'm really looking forward to publishing. So that's kind of an area where you can bring social media and actual activism together because I would be using my platform. I am using my platform to give other people a voice and to build awareness about certain issues. But if you are going to post on Martin Luther King Jr., I advise you to actually take a look at that. Take a look at that. If you are going to post um, about Black History Month, be careful. Be careful this year because there are more people willing to say something. Like if, if you're posting, you want to post about Rosa Parks, like I may counter your post with, oh, okay, this is Rosa Parks being let out and stuff. Okay, what about the dogs and the fire hoses? Like, if you're going to talk about civil rights, and I understand we're talking about hope and achievements, the one of the things, though, is that the civil rights movement, as we've been taught it in the local, or not local, but the United States public education system, and even in private systems, has largely been whitewashed. It's largely been whitewashed. And whitewashed means, so, you know, the victors tell history, right? The the winners of the wars are the writers of history, Right. And that is what we face a lot in in our education system. So if you're going to talk about Black History Month, maybe you should take a deeper look at what Black history actually means in this country, because it is not the, the little bit of, you know, fighting and yeah, some people died, but it wasn't that bad. No, it was that bad. It was that bad. And Black History Month is not just for us to honor the activists who did the work that they did, but it's also for us to acknowledge the people who made sacrifices, and in some cases, the ultimate sacrifice for something that they had no control over. Same goes for Pride Month. Same goes for Pride Month. And any of the other months that honor a specific group of people or a cause, and like I said, particularly one that's tied to people's pain. So, if you are going to post about those things, I'm not discouraging you from posting. What I am doing is encouraging you to see how you, either in a personal way or a professional way, can actually take some steps to show that you actually support the causes that you're posting on your social media. That is how you can make sure your marketing isn't performative. All right. So, in summary, How can you make sure your marketing isn't performative? If you are going to post, see how you can also do. Say it one more time for the people in the back. If you're going to post, see how you can also do. See how you can also support. Support means a lot of things. And there is support that you can give that doesn't involve, involve leaving your house. Thank you, Sean. Find a cause find a way. So that is what I'm asking from you. And so I just want to close it out with, you know, I know that this was a heavy one and and this has kind of been the energy that's been inside of me that's been simmering as I've tried to figure out the direction I want to take my business and my platforms in and how I want to make a difference and a change. And so I just want you to know that if you are wondering if you should post something, I'm more than happy to give it a second look. If you are posting in support of a cause, certainly ask somebody from that group the marginalized group if that's kind of how it's tied together a group of people ask ask if it you know and not and these groups of people i just want to say these groups of people are not a monolith right like black people are not a monolith you know lgbtqia plus community is not a monolith asian people again not a monolith but they could at least give you a gut check right right And so that's the big thing there that I I want to say. If you want a second set of eyes on something before you post it, because you're like, "Mm, I just want to make sure that even though I've done this every single year for the last five years in a row, I want to make sure that this isn't actually performative. Like I thought I was doing a good thing. I'm actually not, right? And so if that's you, I'd be more than happy to just give it a second look to make sure and maybe give you some things to think about if that's the case, right? If I feel like, hey, like maybe you shouldn't post this, you know, Because, again, it's a lot easier to do before you post than to try to clean up the mess after you post. As you saw with the commercials, Pepsi pulled that commercial, yet here it is because it's protected. I think it's protected under the First Amendment, but it's protected because it's critical. If you are criticizing something, your, your use of it is protected or else nobody would ever be critical of anything because you would just get sued and get it taken down. So just keep that in mind. Oh, okay. I I can't see who this person is, but I got a comment that said that they think this could be my niche. Yes, so I am. I'm narrowing down to work largely with diversity, equity and inclusion consultants and anybody who has a a human social impact. But yes, so this kind of performative messaging is strategy, not sincerity. Totally true. And check out the NPR story, okay, on Goya on Latinx Radio Hour. I will check that out, Goya. Mm -hmm. I will check that out. And in terms of strategy, and I want to say this, I want y'all to know that it is like even posting it and you are sincere, there's an element of strategy there. And I want to tell you why before we close, I know I'm going on 30 minutes, but this is something I do feel very passionate about. But I want to ask you if you're worried about, well, I never, let's say you're the person who says, I never post about any of these things, right? Because I don't want to be performative. People don't want to hear what I have to say. So you think, right? But what I want to ask you is, are you giving your audience the information they need to make the choices that most align with their values, right? And I'm going to close with an example, something you think about, and then maybe this will be another live stream. So I'm a personal brand growth strategist, and you are a potential client of mine, and you are considering two of us. I am I'm letter A, and then you have another personal brand growth strategist, uh, letter B. There's not a lot of personal brand growth strategists out there, though. I'll tell you that. But they are B. And you, as an individual, feel very strongly about diversity, equity, and inclusion. You feel very strongly you support Black Lives Matter and you want the Muslim ban repeal and like all this stuff, right? Like, say those are your beliefs. And maybe I don't align with all of your beliefs, but I do support Black Lives Matter, right? But I don't say that, I don't convey that at all. And neither does B. But let's say they are against Black Lives Matter, like actively against it. But neither of us have told that to you and you're not sure who to pick. You might pick B. You might pick B who does not align with your deeper values as a person. So what I will close with is are you, ask, are you sharing enough to make sure that people who want to make decisions based on their values, that they can actually make that decision in good conscience? I know that if I'm working with somebody and I find out, hey, like they, they, they support you know diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in their community, they, they share about the stuff that's going on in their uh, state and, and the things that they support, that gives me an opportunity to make a decision that's aligned with my values. And I will pick that person 100% of the time. I will pick that person as long as I do not have to also offer up my firstborn as a down payment, <laughs> but generally speaking, even if the value-based decision, the person who aligns with my values is more expensive than the person who doesn't, I will still go with the person who aligns with my values, just just fact. It's called conscious consumerism. I have a blog post on that. You can look it up on defythestatusquo.com. I want to thank the three people who have been here for most of it. And I want to thank the people who came in and stayed as long as they could. I hope that you will catch what you can on the replay or catch it on the blog when we uh, get this up on the podcast and the blog. Thank you so much for joining me today for this live. If you have any other questions about performative marketing, we are coming up on a lot of opportunities to performatively market. Please send me a DM or talk to somebody else that you trust. All right. This is a no judgment space. And that is what I would like to give to you. I Like I said, I'd much rather help you ahead of time than try to help you clean it up because it's like almost impossible. So thank you so much for joining me. And I am really looking forward to what we've got going on for 2021. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.